Okay. Okay. So you know how we ask, do you do most of the shopping for your whole family? And the next one is, if you answered yes to the question above, how many people in your family do you shop for? Well, somebody saw the second question, then went back to the first question and answered. The the question is, do you do most of the shopping for your whole family? The answer is, live alone. And then in parentheses, I can't click out of the question below. <laughs> They're like pleading for help. <laughs> like as if we could go back and help them or something. Like, <laughs> it's not required and there's no clicking. From the creators of Yope. Welcome everyone, this is YoTalk, which is a tech podcast that focuses on tech news, internships, startup, uh, and a bunch of random stuff that me and my friends Connor Jolly and Nick Wynn uh, will be talking about. And so first we're going to do some introductions, and my name is Jared Arts. I grew up on a farm near Brainerd, Nebraska, and I went to the University of Nebraska Rakes, where I just finished my freshman year. Uh, I majored in computer science with a minor in business and math, and uh, during the school year, I was able to do research uh, with a professor focusing on Android security, and I just, I love everything tech and try to research it as much as I did, much as I can and love talking about it, and that's one of the primary reasons why I wanted to start this podcast, and so now I'm going to turn it over to Connor to talk about himself. Yo, everybody. Uh, this is Connor Jolly, uh, one of the three guys on this podcast. And I grew up in Omaha, uh, in Nebraska. And I'm a huge computer science and management guy, to be completely honest. Uh, <laughs> definitely want to start my own business someday and get that running. So you'll kind of hear about a business that the three of us have going here and uh, stay tuned for that. But some of my interests outside of that are uh, bomb dance, um, writing, reading, speaking especially. Really love to speak. Uh, it's more of the uh, softer skills, I guess, but learning coding because it's the future. So that's kind of where I'm at. So uh, I'm interning right now at a company called Spreetail. It's uh, an e-commerce company that's go- growing super fast. So it's really exciting to be a part of that. And I'm doing software development work for them this summer. And it's an awesome time. So now I'm going to pass it off to Nick. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Nick Wynn. So I've also just completed my freshman year at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln in the Rakes program. I'm currently double majoring in computer science and math with a minor in business. And uh, so some of my hobbies, I love playing chess, huge chess person. And recently I've just gotten into hiking, actually. Uh, and as of right now, during this podcast, I'm actually in Seattle interning at Microsoft as one of their Explorer interns. Okay. Big Microsoft guy, huh? Huge, huge <laughs> Microsoft guy. Uh, so then I guess something that Connor alluded to earlier was that uh, we had sort of started the ball rolling on a business idea. Um and that sort of started for us uh, in a pitch competition called First National Bank's The Pitch, uh, where we pitched the idea YoPay. And um, Connor, would you like to tell everyone about the future of retail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got a there, there are great things on the horizon, to be completely honest. Uh, <laughs> YoPay is completely revolutionary, and it's going to change the way that people interact with stores. So YoPay is a an awesome system that allows users to walk into a store, pick up items they want off the shelves and walk right out and have the payment be automatic. No lines, no checkouts. Uh, Everything you want can be searched for on your phone. So no more having to have any unwanted interactions. You get the items quick, you walk right out the door. Um, You may know another company that's uh, trying to do something like this. Uh, It's called Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, you may know them, but our technology is much simpler and would allow any retail store uh, without huge technological capabilities to be able to reap the same benefits that Amazon is right now and kind of take back that retail space that they're losing to online stores. So it's an awesome idea. 
and we there there's some really cool technology about uh, behind it. I'm sure uh, Jared and Nick can tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah, we definitely will. Probably in a little bit. Probably in the next show, we'll do a whole part on it. Um, but that's sort of like but yeah, we could we could totally like link the the pitch, right? Oh yeah, I think we could. Like we yeah, could, we could just link that. If just, you guys wanted yeah. to watch our pitch, actually, for our product, we will put that in the description, the show notes uh, for this show, so that you can, um, so that you can go watch that if you want. Um, I can, I'll drop that link in the show notes for anyone that wants to watch it. Um, but right now, next, we're gonna move into, uh, we're gonna move into. Are sort of talking about each of our individual internships and our experience thus far, and so we're, you can start off with uh, Nick. Do you want to tell us about your huge Microsoft internship? Yeah, sure. So huge Microsoft guy. <laughs> uh, company is just amazing. Honestly, the culture, the people, just the whole environment is just great. Love it. So currently, uh, as an Explore intern, I am on the Universal Store team or more specifically the Partner Center team. So a the Partner Center is something where it's a platform or a portal that Microsoft has created for their uh, partners or resellers of Microsoft products. So on that team, I don't want to get too specific because of NDAs and all, but uh, I'm working with, uh, I'm using machine learning in order to determine recommendations for partners, for their customers, for cost-saving purposes. And so I've never used machine learning before, and there's a class that I'm taking next year, but it's a great start. Uh, the mentors and managers are amazing, even though they don't actually, they're not very well-versed in machine learning at all. So I'm trying to get into contact with people from other divisions that actually uh, know machine learning so that they can help me out. But overall, this so far, it's, it's been an interesting experience. Uh, the biggest thing is probably just uh, knowing and going in that uh, you don't actually know what you're doing, and that's expected of you as an intern. You're supposed to be asking questions, and they're expecting and waiting for you to actually ask those questions. So that's something that was different than just the school life that you're used to. But overall, it's something that is very valuable, I think, to my future career. Cool. I have a question, actually. Really random. Yeah. What computer did they give you? Like, did you get a Surface? Oh, I got a Surface Book, yes. Oh, lucky. With, do you like it? With, Yeah, with two external monitors and super fancy stuff, the newest of the new. That's pretty dope. I actually have better stuff than, like, the managers and stuff, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> That's awesome. That's sweet. Do yeah. you get to keep anything? Uh, That, well, okay, let's see. I got a bunch of swag, so they gave me a T-shirt. Uh, one of those drawstring bags, a couple water mm -hmm. bottles, a backpack that's worth $100 apparently. So that was super lit. But uh, later on in the summer, they're supposed to be giving me something tech-related, something huge. I'm praying for a Surface. Uh, I, I'd be jealous if you had a Surface. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess, Connor, do you want to talk about your billion dollars by 2020 company? <laughs> yeah, it'll uh, it'll actually end up being a billion dollars probably by next year um, oh, if things keep going the way they're going. They've already had to adjust their revenue projections twice up this year. They're at nearly five hundred million dollars in revenue this year. Really? Um, yep. And so, with a huge amount of revenue coming into Spreetail, um, they kind of need some mobile app developers. And right now, they have one. And so, I am going to be the guy number two there. And oh. so it's a, it's a great opportunity to do, to have like a huge impact on really the future of Spreetail's mobile presence because right now with such a small team, there's not a lot getting done. So uh, it, it's, it's going to be really good to do real work that's going to get used by hundreds of people all around the country and eventually around the world. So that's really cool and personally fulfilling. And um, these past two weeks we've been doing a whole lot of uh interdepartmental training uh we learn we do workshops in every area of the job to gain a lot of empathy um which is super important when you're in a business setting to learn about uh what the finance team goes through what the content team goes through what the marketing team 
goes through, what the customer experience team goes through. It's really important to get a lot of different perspectives and that'll kind of help you uh, be a better leader in business too. So that's been super good. And all the interns there are awesome. Uh, everyone's willing to help you uh, get toward your passions and get toward your goals. So it's a really awesome environment and I am so happy to be a part of it. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, we're going to officially start our uh, in-team capacity next week and I am so excited for that. <clears throat> A uh, question for both of you that I forgot to ask Nick first was, like, what stacks are you guys using? Like, what technologies and languages and such do both of you are both of you going to be working in? Yeah, so I'm not fully aware yet because we're still in like the ramp up stage and we're currently writing spec for it. But I do know that I'm going to be using Azure Machine Learning Studio. That's like the software web service that allows you to like basically drag and drop things and uh, virtualize a machine learning algorithm, and then I'll probably code it within uh, C Sharp as well as some SQL. Cool. Yeah, at, uh, it, at Spreetail, it's uh, back end is all C Sharp, and then front end is uh, some legacy knockout systems, but then they're moving towards React. So if I do any uh, web app stuff, that's what I'll be in. And for Android, they're using Kotlin. So Okay, cool. A lot of stuff there. Okay, and then for me, uh, I am interning at uh, Deliver on Consulting Services in Omaha. And so I just started today, actually, so I didn't do much. Uh, Congrats. <laughs> but it's super good. I was, I was really actually impressed by sort of like the general like culture there and stuff and the amount of free stuff and food and stuff that they gave us and they said okay we went out uh this one guy chris who's like the one of the funnier guys at the office asked, asked me he's like intern have you eaten lunch yet and i was like no so i was like okay come to lunch with us so we were like walking out the door like four of them and the man like the person who runs the desk was like turned to one of the people and was like do you think this is a company expense <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay i can get behind this and so we actually had a comp company company meal with like only four people from the sixty person company, uh, but no, it's it's, uh, it's super good. Got it. I also got a backpack that has to be like a hundred some dollars. Like it's yeah. the first backpack I've owned where I put it on the ground, empty, and it stands up by itself. It's like that. Whoa. Like it's Whoa. like super like hardcore. And I got our laptop. I got an XPS thirteen. Oh, Nick's computer. It's 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 pretty nice. I got the touchscreen model. It's like it's specked out. It's pretty nice. So now I have the big one and the little one, and yeah, I like it. It's it's been fun. I basically just watched a bunch of training videos on Agile and the way they do their their technology because they use all Microsoft services. They're like a little Microsoft. So I'll be yeah, working a lot with Azure and uh, C Sharp and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it was. It's been fun. Um, so, Deliver on is like a little Microsoft. Yeah. So are, are you a Are you a little Microsoft guy? I'm a little or Microsoft a, guy. I'm a little a, Microsoft. Uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like I. I didn't. I remember. You know, we learned Agile in a little bit in uh, in Steve's class first semester, <laughs> Agile processes, but like it's so useful <laughs> like when you actually like start to learn it and like scrub and everything and the way that it's done it's like i now i actually know how how it works it's really really neat it's really useful if we ever start coding we're definitely doing that so <laughs> but i think that's all for internship stuff so we're going to move into tech stuff and nick you went to amazon actually wait Go. i had i, wait, I had one question yeah. first for for uh Connor over here. So if Spreetail is, you know, nearing that one billion, that big mm -hmm. you know, three comma club, mm -hmm. are they are they gonna take out Amazon for us? Like should we consider Amazon as a competitor anymore? Uh you know maybe maybe <laughs> maybe they'll do the job. But then we have to worry about Spreetail. No, and that's a yeah, then we have to worry about Spreetail. That's a bigger animal to fight. They're not trying to take out Amazon. The their CEO was talking in 
uh, he was saying that really the only person that can take out Amazon, and this is completely true, is the U.S. government. Um, Amazon could probably take out the banks. Uh, it could take out the postal service. It could take out, I don't know, infrastructure companies. It could take out really whoever they wanted, except the U.S. government. So if anybody's going to take them down, it'll be Donald Trump. Uh, so stay tuned <laughs> for that. But, but one thing with Amazon is, like, I think we were looking at their financials at the end of the school year, and they don't make that huge of an amount of their money from, like, retail, like online retail. That's most true. of most of their money they make with their web services. So yeah. like in all rea- like yeah. Amazon is the biggest online retailer, but I don't think their sales in retail would be nearly as large as like what Walmart sales are. If we, well, if we and, and that's 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 kind of one of the reasons why they can be so dominant is because they don't just rely on yeah. e-commerce stuff to bankroll their stuff. They have huge financial war chests that will never be consumed and even if uh in the future e-commerce like takes a hit they will be fine which is why which is why the the government would be well i I guess the government and one other one other thing that i know and that other thing happens to be yo pay but uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see we'll see about that one (laughs) yeah i just i don't know i feel like Amazon's an interesting company. Jeff Bezos is an interesting guy. Um, but speaking of Amazon, actually, good segue. Nick, you went to Amazon Go. I did. Our, our big competitor. It was, it was, it was, I mean, right now. So the way it works is it's, in my opinion, more of a tourist attraction than an actual store uh, because of just how new it is. I think it was released, like, what, maybe a couple January. months ago? January, yeah. So there's still people just lining up just to see what it's like rather than just shopping. So I feel bad for the people who are actually trying to use it, you know, to expedite their shopping experience because they're not really getting anywhere with that long line. Yeah. But so the way it works is you stand in this line and there's an employee that stands right outside the door and ensures that you download the Amazon Go app. So everybody has to get this app uh, in order to actually just enter the store because if you get the app, it'll register and then that's like the account that it'll charge. Or you can just, uh, one person from your group could get the app and then they would have to scan each of you in. So I'm sure that like once you scan in, they probably like take a picture as there's so many cameras in there to keep track of who's on what account. So that if you walked out with somebody else's, on somebody else's account, they would charge that account accordingly. Mm-hmm. But the store itself is uh, it's pretty small actually. It's probably like the size of an ordinary gas station, you know? Yeah. And uh, they have more or less the items that you expect, like bread, milk, uh, some drinks, some sandwiches, all the basic stuff, yogurt, you know, stuff like that, so that it's easy and quick. Uh, I don't recall if they had any, like, raw meat or anything like that, because I guess it would be a little hard to store in that store. But uh, it was... It was an interesting experience. The ceiling was pretty low. Lots of cameras that they were, uh, I guess they weren't really like, there's no pattern to how they were laid out, I guess, on the ceiling. It was sort of interesting. It just seemed kind of random, but there were a ton of cameras there. And it was a nice store overall. Great experience. People there were nice. It was pretty fast, I guess. If, if it wasn't a tourist attraction, it would be fairly fast. So did you see on, I don't know if you noticed or looked, but on any of the items, like, I know they have some special, like, tags, like, printed tags with, like, circle dots and stuff on some things, like, really, like, that the cameras can read easily. Did you notice if they had any, like, um, RFID tags or NFC, like, type, like, wireless read tags on any of the items? No, I, I didn't notice. I wouldn't say that there's not any, but I definitely not noticed. But going back to what Connor said before about how the government could stop uh, Amazon, I, I think like, that's pretty true because they're currently trying to build like a second like giant building right next to that Amazon Go store, but they had to stop because of the government or something. They're like either removing employees or like just, like postponing when they're coming in so that they can 
because uh, there's like been some government regulations or tax stuff that's going on yeah. that they stopped production of the huge building just to, see, for some reason. Yeah, so. Seattle's got some new taxes going in on the big companies yeah, there. And for sure. They're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> and on Connor's point about like the government taking out Amazon, I don't know. Not that they necessarily couldn't, but I don't think that they would be able to. I think that if they tried to put a, a like monopoly suit, take them to court for uh, trying to be in monopoly, I don't think they could prove it because Amazon's not a monopoly in any area of their business. Because in, in web services, Microsoft Azure has a huge percentage yeah. of the market. In, um, in online shopping, like eBay and Craigslist and all these other sites like all these other little sites like have probably a way larger share of the market than Amazon has. And then like Amazon go is one store. So they don't have like a physical retail presence. Like they really aren't that dominant. It just seems like they are. I think, I think that they're just like a household name, but really like a lot of online shopping, like if you buy an iPhone, you're probably going to buy it from apple.com or like an app, like you're not going to buy yeah. that from Amazon. So yeah. There's a lot of like little retail segments. I think that so if they tried to bring a case of like monopoly against Amazon, I, I don't think it would. I don't think they could take them down. I, maybe in Europe, but that's Europe. This is America. So <laughs> I don't know if you agree with that, but I, that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean the the only way it would happen is if all the stops were pulled out and yeah, there was just shady stuff. Yeah, I feel like if they took happening. out Amazon. They'd have to take out, like, a bunch of companies. Like, they'd have to break up like, yeah. Apple for having too much phone market share and uh, stuff like that. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like Amazon yeah. is, I don't know, they're smart with what they're doing. I use them. And and, and since they're yeah. in so many industries, it's not like their main competitors in all those industries will be able to form any meaningful type of coalition. Yeah, because they're take so, them down. so dispersed. Because, yeah. like, Microsoft is huge in web services, but they have nothing to do with retail at all. Unless, Nick, oh, you know something we don't. There. Oh, you're getting I mean, there? I mean... Are you violating NDA right now? No, I mean, I, I don't even know, actually. They won't, they won't tell me that stuff. But I'm sure, eventually, Microsoft, like, you know, once reached that trillion-dollar market share cap, you know? Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll I heard stuff. something about that, that. They might be one of those. It's like a huge race. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they're, Apple's like, positioned well. Yeah, because Microsoft's gained like, like twenty seven percent or something last year. Like yeah, they had huge gains. Stocks, like climbing. It's once they heard that you were going to be an intern, Nick. That, yeah, Everything shot be. up, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy's this guy's pro." Guys, speaking of huge gains, <laughs> Nick, have you done the human flag? The what? The human flag. Dude, that's not my goal. Remember, my goal have is the. Have you done the one arm pull up? Let me tell you. So I've I've been training. Yes, I've been training. But uh, I feel like you know at the very end of freshman year, I could, I was closer than I am now, which oh, makes no God. sense. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a rough life, you know. But still, still trying, getting there, someday, mm -hmm. hopefully. What about you? How close are you? I'm on pace. <laughs> it's a no that? go, it's a no go right now. But getting closer, getting closer. That's I think good. I, I think I'm almost able to like do the thing where you like hold it straight up. You know, straight up. Well, hold your okay. legs straight up. Yeah, like straight up, like vertical. Like before you start lowering yourself down into it. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's that's impressive in itself. Yeah. Nick, are you running? Oh, you know. I've <laughs> ran like what? I think since I've gotten here, it's like been like two weeks. I've ran twice. I mean, I... But those were those were both pretty good runs. Like those were those were pretty solid. And then I mean yeah. I've been so not running but something else. I've been running pretty consistently. I've, I've about up to the point where I can do a good almost three miles without Dang. dying. 
but man, it's been hot here these past couple <laughs> days. It's it's been awful running here in Omaha. It's like today was bad. Today was how bad is it over there? Uh, it was almost got up to a hundred today. Oh my god! Back out back home on the farm, it it was a hundred today. Dang. Yeah, it's my car was a hundred and five when I got in it after work. Gosh, that's what it crazy. Um, Great weather over here. Yeah, nice. I bet it's probably raining. <laughs> it no, there's really? there's no rain. It's it's literally beautiful. It's just seventy degrees, nice little wind. Great. Dang guy. Every day is great. Sounds awful. Sounds okay. awful. <laughs> I'm not jealous. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next topic, which is ultra minimalist phones. And I put this in here because I was wanted your guys' opinion on if you would ever use one of these. Because I know Nick, you're a huge Pixel guy, but huge Pixel. Would you be willing? Would you use a phone? that intentionally doesn't have features. What do you mean by intentionally doesn't have features? Like, like, like they purposely just make the specs bad enough that it can't support most apps? Or... No, like they purposely make it not have Android. What? Like it's a dumb phone. The, the, most, the, okay. the best one I Looking like... At these phones. Go down and... to the light phone. The, <laughs> the one that's just like a blank slate with numbers on it. You mean like the the punked MP01? I'm looking down at the one picture. more. But this one looks like a calculator. Okay, that's the next great. one down is the one that I'm sort oh, of focusing on. Oh my, that's just, a, that's just a flat piece of glass it looks like. With, is that even touchscreen? Yeah, or well, that... it's just numbers. You see, like, back in the day, you know, if, if my mom were to ever find this, she would totally make me get it. Is just be like, you know, all you need is call me, you know, and you don't need any of the other fancy stuff that she doesn't know how to use. So, you know, I would personally never use this. Like, okay, this is pretty ridiculous. But, I mean, I guess if you're going like camping and, but even camping, you wouldn't have cell service. So, yeah, there's like literally no use for this thing. But it's like a distraction thing. Like you use it so you're. You don't get distracted by your phone. So oh, is that calls. why people are using it? So it, it makes calls, right? Yeah, it's like it, it's and just it, for making calls, basically. And it does it text. Uh, I don't think the light phone does, but other ones do. See, I think I'd be able to use a phone that just texted and called. I think that the light phone, I think they're coming out with a second model that will text. But See, I don't think case... I mean, I feel like this is a good phone for like like you know like early teens so that you know their parents know that they're not just you know messing around with games and stuff yeah because i mean i i feel like i end up getting distracted by my phone like most people basically do and yeah i don't distraction i call it productivity i feel like (laughs) maybe (laughs) i don't find i don't find instagram very productive for myself but like if i had something that just literally couldn't like I think it'd be helpful. Like, I feel like it'd be more productive if I forced myself to go on the internet on my computer. Because I don't, like, go on Instagram on my computer or Facebook on my computer. I do, like, productive stuff on my computer. So if my phone was just a phone, I feel like I would be more productive in life. I don't know. Connor, do you have any share those feelings? Well, I mean, okay, I'm a simple man, dude. (laughs) I, I mean, I don't get, I don't get all these discussions. It's just like I need, I need a purpose, and it needs to be fulfilled. I don't need crazy stuff. So, is that a yes? I guess <laughs> to, I guess to what? Would you use this phone since it's, it, yeah, it's just, just a phone? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You're simple, uh, simple Connor. Yeah, I'm a simple man. Dude, I'm also a simple, but I, I don't need, I don't need those <laughs> apps. It's okay. It'll be okay. We haven't talked... Well, the negative thing of this is you know what you can't do on this phone? What? I'm, we're, I, I think I'm on this, a lot of the same lines as you. You can't, you it, can't it, use Yopay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> gosh oh, dang no. it. 
Are you sure? We're, we're gonna have to. Yeah. We're gonna have to allow one app to, to run on that phone. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Make a custom <laughs> custom operating system for it just for Yopay. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Um, because... I mean, no, like if you look at the Nokia, it looks like it can play games. So if it can play games, it should be able to run Yopay. Well, not necessarily, because we'll make it. Well, make I mean, it. I'm not. Robots. You can you can try to make an app for a Nokia phone. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to make an app for a Nokia phone that has like a fake operating system and no app store. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just wondering what you guys thought about that because I I think it's interesting because there's a huge push now for like anti-technology you know, sort of like going back, like, you know, the $600 paper tablet that I bought is part of that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But segueing off of phones, there might be a new iPhone. Nick, does that excite you? I know it does. I mean, which, which iPhone? <laughs> a small one. Ooh. I mean, weren't they all, which one's the small? Oh, are you talking about the SE2? Yeah. The second link, I think, is decent pictures they might release it they're not sure yet uh i actually like the SEs. you know like the first se like i didn't have one but i've always because i had a 5s and i thought se was the way to go same size but just yeah. better specs you know yeah this one in- now, intrigues me can't once you go big you don't go back i don't know about that oh, I have, dude, I have what are you back. talking about like i have used an se after using a galaxy s7 you know, which is a big phone, and oh, I really? like I like doing you're like I like the small phone sort of. Interestingly, like it's cute. They're cute phones. <laughs> they fit in your hand all nice, and you don't even notice them in your pocket. It's it's interesting. But I was like, I love phones, so that's what basically why I threw this in here because. Uh, like I think it's really interesting that they would make a small phone again, but then again, this they, the SE they sold so many of them because they're cheap. I mean, okay, here's the thing though. I feel like the SE, SE two anyway. There's been rumors since like last year. Like there's people have been talking about like they might have released it since like last October, November when Apple does their you know a mm-hmm. uh, huge event, but they just did it. And now the rumors back, and I feel like it's probably still just a rumor. You know, like I yeah. don't, I don't think bring it back. I, I mean, they do have some decently compelling pictures and stuff of frames and whatnot. This is just Photoshop. I mean, who knows? I guess it could be. Most of these Photoshop. But there's down at the there's some leaked pictures of like frames, and I don't know. The one thing that I don't believe. The one thing that makes it sketch, really sketch, is that there's still a headphone jack on these. Oh, like, that's, on. that's sketch? No, here, oh, here's why it's sketch. Here's why it's oh, sketch. Oh, no. Oh, no. Since <laughs> the iPhone 7, what iPhone has had a headphone jack? It's a mistake that there hasn't been one. They, <laughs> it might be a mistake, but they took it away, didn't they? There has, it hasn't been on a phone yet since mm-hmm. then, right? Yep. When Apple in 2012 got rid of the CD drive on all their laptops, people hated it because they couldn't listen to their CDs and watch DVDs. But they never brought it back because Johnny Ives over at Apple doesn't give two craps about what anyone thinks. He thinks that it looks better without a headphone jack. And that that's why he took it away, because it's symmetrical. He he had two options. Johnny Ives could either put two headphone jacks on it, on one on each side, <laughs> or he could take it away so that it, the bottom was the same on both sides, and he decided to take it away. So I don't think... The, the thing that I think makes this uncredible is the headphone jack. Because Apple, Apple will not make a phone with a headphone jack ever again. Never. Like... I mean, yeah, like, aren't they... I don't know if this is true, but I think I saw somewhere that like they're trying to make their iPads also not have headphone jack. Yeah, I would. Right? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. I, I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they someday 
like get rid of headphone jacks on the laptops too. Like oh my gosh, the laptops will be. I don't just, know if I can deal with that. Like, I think my 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 roadmap for Apple is they're they're killing the headphone jack on all the like mobile devices. Then they're gonna switch the mobile devices from lightning cables to USB-C cables. And then they're gonna kill the headphone jack on the computer too. So all of oh. it, it's gonna be the only connector for everything on every Apple product is gonna be USB-C for everything. It's fine, I feel like it should be USB-C. Yeah, because everything's USB-C. But yeah. it's a little extreme to not have a headphone jack in my opinion. But I have a feeling that, I mean, ultimately Johnny Ive's goal is to make a, a phone with no ports probably because that's so cool well, I guess. How, with the wireless charging yeah you just wirelessly charge it wireless headphones mm-hmm. wirelessly sync it with your computer like there's no no need to uh, no need to have any cords so I guess then maybe you could have Oh gosh! But then the headphones. How would you even listen to that if I don't want to use Bluetooth? You couldn't. <laughs> Johnny Ive's oh. gi- Johnny Ive gives and he takes away, and he's taking away <laughs> your wired headphones, man. He giveth and he taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> this all started at that dang pitch with the iPhone. Being what do you the mean? First call- being the first caller. Oh yeah. Ideas. <laughs> he's. I don't know. I Johnny Eyes is a visionary, but he's good at designing stuff, but he sure doesn't know how to make something useful, I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. I hope he's not listening it's, to this. I mean, I have so the Pixel, you know, it doesn't have a headphone jack, and it, honestly, it just, I, I've never found it to be a problem. Like, the dongle is not that big of an issue. Like, some people, it's like a huge, you know, like, big catastrophe for them but i honestly don't see what the issue is like yeah. you just attack it to normal I mean, headphones it's just the longer headphones <laughs> yeah i agree with you because i i mostly use my bose wireless headphones for almost everything yeah. and if i'm gonna if i'm gonna listen with earbuds to my phone there's 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 has to be a better option because earbuds never fit in my ears, so I never wear them. So for me, like, I don't care at all. The oh. only time I use a headphone jack is when I plug into my computer, like right now. I plug my Bose in with my headphone jack because the quality's a little better. But otherwise, like, I don't use the headphone jack. Connor, I know you are still a holdout that don't doesn't use don't use Bluetooth. I don't. How do you do that, dude? I I don't even know, like. It's just it's just really simple, man. I don't know. I feel like Bluetooth. It costs a lot of money to buy those headphones. But they're like so much better. They're not though. Yeah, once you use them, and there's like and there's that weird there's that delay. There's always a dang delay if I'm watching a video. The words are the words are a bit behind the dang mouths moving. I think you need to try my headphones. There's no delay. <laughs> Get the Apple Air- AirPods, man. Ooh, those are pretty expensive. I don't know. We'll see in the. But they're like worth. We'll it. see coming up, but. Because like the cord, I can't. I hate cords now. Like they tangle. I feel like I feel like when yeah. I use a cord, I'm one of those people on like those infomercials or whatever that like can't do anything. Like they're trying to put a something in the cupboard, but everything falls down because they're incompetent. That's how I feel with a cord. <laughs> Like, it feels like everything's breaking and falling apart. What? What an analogy. I just, I hate cords. I really do. I'm excited for a wireless world. Wait, how much are, like, uh, wireless earbuds now? Like, fully wireless? Like, AirPods? Or, like, the ones you have? No, like, the fully wireless. Well, AirPods are, like, 150 Oh, that's not. And that's well, like when it came out. It was way more, right? It's like 160, I think. It's oh, really? they're not that bad. Bose has fully wireless AirPod, AirPod type things, which are like 200. What do they do? The same Anything thing. Special? Oh, I mean they're they're just Bose, so they're better quality, like sound. But like the AirPods are are good headphones for for what they are. 
and their price isn't I don't think their price is that bad because like normal like ear pods just the wired ones are like $40 from Apple I think and so you add $100 you get like wirelessness and betterness in every way like I just think that they're a good deal in my opinion I don't know I always wanted to try the pixel buds you know just might as well go everything pixel they're loud man uh gosh greg has them they're pretty they're, nice they're loud they're like they're really loud. loud in the sound or like in there's, there's the design the sound it's pretty loud oh, okay. it's louder than i expected anyway like when i was listening to them but like almost every other like ear in-ear type of headphone they don't fit my ears so doesn't, doesn't work for me. Well, a publicity stunt encouraging crypto enthusiasts to climb Mount Everest and bury a hard drive holding $50,000 worth of cryptocurrency led to a man's death. What? <laughs> Can you explain that's, this a little more? Because I haven't heard of it. That's just some yeah, random yeah. news. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about crypto. So explain there away, was... Connor. So there was a Ukrainian social network called Ask FM, and it's doing an ICO, and it wanted people to climb Mount Everest and bury this hard drive with all this cryptocurrency on it. And an article from CNBC makes sure to point out that that hard drive has no real proven value, but uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. In the process, one of the Sherpas who accompanied the group died. And so that's it's just a sad story. There's, there's, there's not really anything good that came out of that. Sort of like crypto in general. But yeah, I guess, you could, I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't hear that. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's interesting. Should we talk about Google Duplex? And okay. Did you guys see Google Duplex the the demo a couple weeks ago? I mean, I heard about it, but I don't really know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I just saw like snippets of it. Okay, so I'll do some explain. Basically, Google made their assistant so good at talking that you almost can't tell it's not a person like yeah it's that's i feel like i don't know i'm I'm not a fan of it yeah so i heard afterwards then they said they released a statement after people got sort of like mad about it they released a statement that basically said uh don't worry everyone we will make sure to let people know that it's Google talking and not a person. So no one thinks it's a real person. So they're not tricked or something. Um, Which, to me, it's sort of like, doesn't that seem dumb to you guys? Like, it's, maybe there's, maybe there's a grand vision for it, but as of right now, it it sounds a little limited, yeah. Because it's like, here, I'm I'm Google. I'm going to call you and I'm going to tell you that I'm Google. And then I'm going to talk like a human, which Google had a bunch of engineers spend a bunch, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of hours on making me sound like a perfect human. And I just told you I'm a robot. I didn't trick you because I told you. So why would I, why would I waste the time trying to sound like a human when I just told you I'm a robot? Why did, why, like, I, I think I was listening, I was listening to a podcast, uh, ATP, and they, they, they made this point where like, why doesn't it just say, <clears throat> hi, I'm Google. I would like to make an appointment for Jared Arts at 8 p.m. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the other, yeah. the person on the other side would like say, okay, yeah, that works. And then it would figure it out. But it's just like, I'm going to call you and say I'm a robot and try to be a person. And you're not going to be fooled because I told you. Like, <laughs> it just seems like a waste. <laughs> like, what they should be doing, in like, my opinion, is it sounds like a perfect person, right? So why don't they, like, Put that into Google Assi- Google Assistant. No, because they're not they doing that are, right now. Aren't they? No, they're... not yet. They haven't announced really? it. They're just doing using it for phone calls, like for oh calling companies. Because like 
if they made the Maps voice sound like this or the Google Assistant or for Google Home or something, that would be way better, like a way better use for it. I'd, I'd probably use Google Assistant if it sounded a little less robotic. Um, it was better at stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I feel like it's a little limited, too, just like Connor said. It's just, I don't know. Google, you know, if, what? The, the the interesting thing about that Google duplex, did you watch the, the video or, like, the demo? Yeah. I read this one article that said, like, it's possible that the demo was actually just fake. Like, Yeah, I think I saw something like fake, that. Yeah, Google just faked the entire thing, and they said it's, like, just, it's not very uncommon that tech companies do that which yeah. i found pretty interesting you know no it's not it's not very uncommon, is it, guys? Do, you, do we do we know do we know how this works how the google duplex works or how no, faking I mean, how, things uh, work? how faking things works <laughs> i mean of course of course we do all tech startups i feel like they have to be pretty you know oh yeah every demo is fake to an extent there's no yeah. doubt about that should we uh, explain explain this stuff for what we're talking about? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, when we were doing that pitch competition for First National Bank, uh, our product demo was pretty fantastic. Awesome. Uh, we <laughs> built just like an, an XD prototype, and it was we hadn't coded the actual app, <laughs> and we did a demo, and while Nick was demoing the product, we bought a shopping cart. In, by the way, in, in, yeah, we bought a shopping cart for this. <laughs> people in the audience didn't know that it was an XD prototype. They thought we had actually coded the app. And while we were giving this product demo in our pitch, we could hear gasps from the audience. We would stick an item in the cart, and it would pop up on the phone, and we'd hear, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> from the audience. It was amazing. So it can well, definitely be done. If if YoPay can do it with an XD prototype and a shopping cart, then I'm sure Google can do it with all oh, the yeah. stuff that they have. I mean, yeah. we could have faked this phone call. You literally have someone call, uh, call a store, and then they say, "This is the Google Assistant." Like, oh yeah, plot <laughs> twist. I <laughs> am Google. Yeah, I am Google. I am actually a Google robot. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's just. I was also I was listening to something else with sort of going off this with like robots talking that some bots now like obviously like you know Instagram and Facebook and everything it's like covered in bots like like mm-hmm. huge percentage of users are bots but like yeah. a lot of people nowadays like bots are getting good enough that people don't know if they're talking to a bot like I think it's over like 30 or 40% in some like studies like they like had him talk to a bot and a person at the same time, and then they had to choose which one was a bot and which one was a person. And they like didn't know because bots are getting that good. So Turing test. Yeah, basically. So well, uh, speaking of bots, Wholesome Foods Life. Wholesome, is that, that still alive? <laughs> <laughs> the page still exists, but no longer running a bot for it. Yeah. What was the best the best comment you got from that Instagram bot? What was it? This picture oh, tastes good, or something. <laughs> yeah, we, we we got we got some we got some stuff like that. Like it 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 feels great. <laughs> That's how you know it's a bot. Yeah, yeah. When when the bot starts talking about tasting and feeling your pictures, <laughs> there's something wrong. Yeah. And then the, the the other bot that runs the other page is like, thanks. It's. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Bots are interesting. In the next couple of years, they're going to get, thanks to Nick and his machine learning, they're going to get probably a lot better. So, Gosh, dang it, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Dude, machine learning is rough, let me tell you. It seems like it's just an abstract field where statisticians take it over. You know, and they just like make up their data and pretend like they solved something, but really, nobody really knows what's going on. <laughs> so, what Very do you do? What like... do you even, what do you even do for machine learning? Like, is, is it is it code stuff? 
So for me, for my project right now, it's the only code that I would be like writing is just like integrating the web service into the application. So I'm not actually writing these algorithms because they've been pre-written. So I asked, you know, I asked my manager, like, should I, I'd be like you know, figuring out how to write these algorithms that are pre-written. He's like, no, why would, why would you ever reinvent the wheel? And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> So there, so, there, so some Microsoft person like wrote an algorithm to teach the machine something, and you're doing the code yeah, to put so that in place. Like, just like, yeah, there's just different algorithms that have been written, like linear regression, um, all these other classification, clustering algorithms, all these tree stuff. So it's definitely been pre-written, and I'll probably like look into like how they actually wrote it and you know their overall configuration of how it was laid out. But thank goodness, I don't have to do it from scratch. <laughs> Nick, you're gonna have to do it when we make YoBot the next well, the next great innovation in bot technology. Oh, because the pre-written yeah. algorithms just won't be enough. No, well, because <laughs> we can't steal Microsoft's algorithms when we make a bot. Well, it's not Microsoft's algorithm. They're like they're like Open well source? algorithms. Oh, well, right. I mean, yeah, you can like you can stack overflow these things. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you well, know, I'm not stealing. You know, I'm just utilizing. You can be in charge of copy pasting them because I know you're good at that. <laughs> It's a big responsibility. It's tough. Huge responsibility. <laughs> okay. Next thing, one of the probably we're gonna probably end eventually. Because we do have quite a bit left. But I do want to talk about SpaceX's new rocket because it's awesome. And I don't know for you guys being uh more lay people in terms of space stuff, unlike Jacob and I. Do you guys care about like SpaceX stuff and like NASA Yo, stuff? I'm a huge space guy. You are? Well, I'm a huge conceptual space guy, not a huge actual <laughs> technology guy. Not a, spa- not a big space technology guy, but I, I like the idea of space. <laughs> so, like, do there, you get excited like, by this stuff? Like, there is a there is space, and it will be cool when we like when we know more about it. <laughs> does that does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, like, so. like like oh we're like oh we're going to Mars. That's that's really cool. But like I don't I don't care what the rocket size is that gets us there. But like does it excite you that we have like let me explain this rocket. So, you know the old Falcon, Falcon 9, Block 4 was the old one, and that was the one that, like, lands by itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Here. another one? Well, it's basically like a updated version, like a 5S, like an oh. iPhone 5S. It's like an update. Um, but this is the Falcon 9 Block 5. It's supposed to be the final version of Falcon 9. And so, it can land by itself, just like the other one, except it also can supposedly within 24 hours be refurbished and launched again so you launch one and you can launch a rocket twice the same rocket within 24 hours uh really yeah so basically they've made a whole bunch of improvements with like adding heat shielding so if you would look at a picture of it i don't know if they have the if you go to that that article that i posted if they have a decent picture of it um Not exactly, but I is if you see the photo of it. Um, actually, that's not a Falcon Block Five. Basically, um, there's a lot more black on it, black areas where they added extra heat shielding because when it's coming back in through the atmosphere, it gets hot and like starts to melt parts of the rocket. Basically, so mm-hmm. on the old version, they had to go through and fix all that stuff. On the new version, it doesn't melt, so they're basically able to like grab the rocket, fill it back up with fuel, do some checks, and then put another thing on top and launch it again. So, and that's like insane, 24 hours. If they actually do that, they probably never will. But in addition to that, it can fly theoretically 10 times uh, before they retire it. So you can fly one rocket 10 times, which is insane when you think about like the rocket that took us to the moon you could fly it once, and it cost about a trillion dollars in today's money. 
And this rocket, I think, costs somewhere around the range of like 60 million, and you can fly it 10 times. So, gosh. And the other cool thing about it is it's going to be SpaceX's first rocket that will be human rated. So, they have to fly like, I don't remember the exact number, like five or 10 flights of it without changing anything on it, basically. And then they can fly humans on it. And so then SpaceX would be the first company to send, like, Americans to space. Or, like, anyone to space. And it would be the first time that America sent Americans to space on American rockets since, like, 2011 or something. So, basically, it's a a big deal. Uh, Is is Elon Musk going to be the first person up in space, or...? I don't think he'll ever go to space. That's kind of that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. It's I hope that it works. Like the worst thing would be if they like get it rated for human flight and then they launch the first people into space and it blows up. But yeah. um, I hope that doesn't happen because honestly spacex has such amazing rockets like if you look at this right now we launch people into space using soyuz rockets which are russian rockets that are basically the same rocket for the most part as the rocket that launched yuri gagarin into space in like 1960 like it's basically the same rockets since the 60s and they haven't really changed it it just because russians just like oh, it works, so let's not change anything. Like, it's the same... <laughs> it's the same uh, rocket. It's basically the same, like, capsule as they use uh, for, like, the first couple, first couple like, uh, Russian missions in the 60s and whatnot. Like, they haven't changed, like, anything. And that's the only way for humans to get to space right now. Except for, I think, maybe the Chinese can have their own rocket. But, yeah, it's basically just, like... a a 50-year-old rocket, and that's it for right now. That's how Americans get to space, because the space shuttle sort of ended up failing. But, yeah, I just, I, I'm a huge space guy, too. But I love hearing about the rockets. Like, because every time that we make a step forward in, like, rocket technology or whatever, that's one step closer to, like, some huge, huge space thing, like landing mm. on the moon again. But... I don't know. What what is what is stopping us from from doing that? Going to Mars or the moon? The moon. Uh Why would we go back? Is sort of the question. Oh, I see. Because like in the six, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, like we went to the moon, we built the Saturn V rocket, which was the most powerful rocket in second most powerful rocket in history basically or maybe it is the most powerful i i forgot the soviets might have had one that was maybe more but um that cost around a trillion dollars in today's money per launch for one rocket and we launched people up to land on the moon and we basically did that only just to do it first for like no other reason besides that so right now going back to the moon is just sort of like we've already done it so why would we spend a whole bunch of money to send people back there um yeah that makes sense whereas like mars is a is the big step because it's like okay we've never done that so it'd be really cool to be the first first uh country to land on the land on mars or whatever mm-hmm. and i don't know who's gonna do it because nasa's trying to do it but nasa's been pretty bad at doing things fast lately and SpaceX is trying, but SpaceX isn't much better at doing things fast, so I don't know. NASA is still launching stuff? I thought they stopped. They don't have rockets. Yeah. So, so now what they, they launch? They buy rockets from like SpaceX. So oh. SpaceX builds rockets. That's like SpaceX builds rockets and sells them to NASA and launches them for NASA. So, But NASA is building a new rocket called SLS, which is, you know, the space shuttle? Uh, do you yeah. remember that take the space shuttle take the, the airplane off the side and then put like a thing on the top and that's nasa's new rocket so it's like super it's super powerful but 
they've j basically just been wasting money. They haven't really been able to build it. It's it's uh, it's a little bit of a mess. But are you gonna intern at SpaceX next year? You know what? Intern at SpaceX would be awesome, and they pay extremely well. But man, I hear it's awful to intern at one of Elon Musk companies. Really? Cause, Why is that? Because he like works like you get worked to death. And, oh, like, you actually I see. like SpaceX is one of the few companies that you go to after Google. Like SpaceX is more prestigious than Google because yeah. you go to Google and you're like, oh, I built a search engine, and then someone's from SpaceX like, I launched a rocket into space yeah. and then we landed it on Earth again, and then we launched it. If you were able to say that, like that's way cooler than mm -hmm. uh, doing that. But yeah, I, I I'd love to work for SpaceX, but I don't know if it's my calling. I'd love to go to space. But I recently found out that that's never going to happen, because why? You, I got a kidney stone, and NASA. And you can't go to space because of that? Uh, probably not. Because what? If you would, because if you have a kid had a kidney stone before, then uh, you, there's a higher chance you can get one in the future. And NASA doesn't want an astronaut having a completely debilitating situation to happen when they're in orbit and they have stuff to do. So, like, being an astronaut's hard. Like, it's really tough to do. I'm, I'm listening to an audiobook, Endurance, by Scott Kelly, who spent a year in space on the space station. And he's like he, like, talks about his whole, like, path to becoming an astronaut and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's crazy. I would love to go, but... Probably not, not with NASA, but you, okay. You, you you know what this means, right? What? Yo space. Yo space. Are we are we gonna challenge NASA and Russia and SpaceX? <laughs> Yo space. The next is great innovation in space industry. In space. <laughs> is it gonna be like retail in space? No. <laughs> we should design one company. Uh, Electron. No, Rocket Labs. They're like a small rocket company, and they designed a little rocket that's like, it's only like, like, thirty or forty feet tall, and they like three D print the engines with like special three D printers that print metal, and it's all made of carbon fiber, and it's like the most advanced rocket ever made, and it's this little company, and they launch them out of New Zealand, and they're like the second company to uh, launch it into orbit. And it's just a tiny, tiny little rocket. And I feel like we could do that. Like, Nick, you're a coding genius. I'm pretty sure you could you could build a rocket. I mean, yeah, but, like, why would we try to figure out how to build a rocket? I, I mean, space. it's the only thing that's better than, like, oh, we saved retail, and people would be impressed by that. We launched a rocket into space. That's the only thing we can one up. <laughs> One up we saved way. space. We saved space. Space is in crisis. Space is in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> we should next year space at the pitch competition. Crisis. No matter what the problem is, <laughs> we should do that. Like, oh, like space is in crisis. Space is in crisis. Do you think we're allowed to re-enter into that pitch competition? I don't know. Mm, gonna try. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. They might say no. If we won again next year, they definitely wouldn't let us come back a third year. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, it's like, just it's be wiped on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if we good. actually made YoPay, Yo like a real company and stuff, mm -hmm. then they'd be like, okay, they're actually doing their ideas. But if we didn't, and they just think we're cash grabbing. So, <sighs> Connor, do you have any of these other stories you want to talk about tonight? You know, maybe we should save them for the next episode. Yeah, I'm thinking this the same thing. This one's got a lot of good content here. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna wrap up. 
And I want to say that um, we are going to put a feedback link down in the description and show notes and everything so that if you guys have any feedback for us, you can click on that link and um, go to uh, submit a Google form to us so we can see. You can ask us any questions about what we did, and if we get any responses, we'll do follow-up next episode about your questions, or you can suggest things for us to talk about. Um, and it'll be good. It'll be good. So I guess we're going to sign out. Um, Hey, this is uh, Connor, Nick, and Jared from Yo Talk saying yo. See you yo. next time.